Welcome to the Rising Consciousness Show, 20 minutes of soulful insights and powerful tools to elevate your life experience and create with higher clarity, intention, and vision. I'm Tara Antler, intuitive healer and soul coach. And I'm King Gabriel, spiritual teacher and practitioner. And we are the co-founders of Ascension Academy of Life. A global center for spiritual growth, intuitive healing, and soul alignment. Get ready to blast off. Okay, I want to welcome everyone back to the Rising Consciousness series. We are here for another beautiful, elevated day where we get to rise up in all areas of life, take that next step of evolution that we're all being called up to do anyways. And today I am so excited to bring the love and relationship conversation into the mix because we all have relationships. We relate on every level, whether it's intimate, whether it's coworkers, whether it's a parent, child, sibling. We have relationships everywhere, and I am so excited to introduce and honored to introduce our guest for today, Dr. John Gray. He is the author of the most well-known and trusted relationship book of all time, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I have had this book. I was just telling John that I have had this book for probably 20 years, and it is so well used and dog-eared, so I'm excited to get my hands on the next copy of the next book that he brought out, which we're going to talk about today. But U.S. Today listed his book as one of the top 10 most influential books in the last quarter century. Dr. Gray has written over 20 books. His most recent book is Beyond Mars and Venus. That's the one we're going to dive into today. And his Mars-Venus book series has forever changed the way men and women view their relationships. Thank God. Uh, John helps men and women better understand and respect their differences in both personal and professional relationships. His approach combines specific communication techniques with healthy nutritional choices that create the brain and body chemistry for long-lasting health, happiness, romance. He's appeared repeatedly on Oprah, Dr. Oz, Today's Show, CBS, The Morning Show, so many shows. We could go on and on and on. This man has done some incredible work, and I am so grateful that you have brought forward everything that you have on this planet because you're helping us understand one another. So thank you so much, John, for being here. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And lovely introduction. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about this new book, because as we all know, consciousness is rising, times are changing, men and women, how we relate. You must see a lot in terms of the differences and what's going on. And let's talk about your new book as well. It, um, it's called Beyond Mars and Venus, Relationship Skills for Today's Complex World. So let's, let's hear about this amazing new book that you, you have brought forward. Well, as, as you say, there's a big shift going on in the world, and uh, it, it really, it's co coexisting over the last 30 years, but it's hitting such a higher note now, for sure. Uh, and of course, this last 30 years is the, the work I've been doing. I've been seeing that we came from this sort of more, more traditional roles of men and women, and now we're kind of whatever. <laughs> and in doing that, we're really connecting with spirit. Uh, that's my term for it, higher spirit, higher self. Higher self, higher spirit is both male and female. We live in this, we want to bring that into the consciousness of, into this body. And bringing it into the body means that we have to honor both that we're male, female, and our own unique balance of male, female. But we have to bring it into this body, which is either male or female. And we have to honor, in a sense, the castle we live in, but the spirit comes through it. And and doing that, many women have expressed uh, more of their, almost all women to a great extent, more of their masculine qualities, their independence, their self-sufficiency, their 
logical side, their problem-solving side, and that's their male side. If we define it in terms of yin-yang, masculine, feminine, which is a good paradigm. Some people don't like it because they don't like to be associated with male or female, but that is the reality. <laughs> There's something called female hormones and male hormones. Uh, to, to honor my physical body as spirit comes through, I need to make sure that during the day uh, that my body's healthy. And part of a man's health has to do with sustaining 30 times more testosterone than women. And part of a woman's health is sustaining a ever-changing balance of estrogen and progesterone in her body and other hormones. And women have at least 10 times more estrogen than men. And at, at certain times of the month, they have 20 times more estrogen than men. Uh, that's when they're ovulating or close to ovulating. And if they don't experience that uh, balance, then their bodies are out of balance and their brain doesn't work the way it's designed to work and spirit is interrupted from coming through us. So I'm all into meditative practices. I'm all into channeling my higher self, all this good stuff. Genius, we could call it that, inner genius. And for me, my experience has been that when you can balance your masculine qualities and your feminine qualities and your body stays in balance, then you're, you're in flow state. Uh, some people call it flow state. Other people call it genius. Uh, it's uh, when I was back in the day, I was a monk for nine years in my 20s. It was called your full potential or enlightenment, which is knowing who you are. Okay, so enlightenment is just knowing who you are. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you have lessons to learn. It doesn't mean you're going to have health, won't have health challenges. All of this is our life journey, but you can channel your highest self if your male and female sides are in balance. And so that's uh, personal growth practice helps us to connect with that, although it's coming in so strong now that many people are having it without personal growth practice, but they need the practice to stabilize it. And then we've got this thing called lifestyle choices and relationships. And all of that has to do with how we interact, how we think, how we behave, who we talk to, etc., affects our hormones. And what we're seeing today is an epidemic of, of health challenges, an epidemic of relationship challenges, because our behaviors in our relationships are, are what stimulate the production of these hormones. If I'm a woman and all the time I'm I'm doing a job that stimulates testosterone, I'm not gonna make enough estrogen to be fulfilled and happy. And if I'm a man, if I'm not spending enough time doing a job that produces testosterone, then my estrogen levels will start to rise. My progesterone levels, uh, oxytocin levels, et cetera, other hormones can start to rise and I will become depressed. So we have to balance you know, the male activities and the female activities. And we have to define that to help people find that balance. Yeah, absolutely. And as you were talking, one of the things that I was aware of was that when that imbalance happens, because we, we've had that happen in this household, you know, between my husband and I, where there becomes too much of the masculine energy that I end up doing and then too much of the feminine world that he ends up being in. And there's this weird role reversal thing that happens and immediately there's conflict. And, and I'd love to hear your take on this. Is it because we're so out of alignment with our natural flow that that the being is trying to bring us back into its natural state of grace is is that part of the reason because i get that question a lot from people why do we fight so much why is there so much conflict okay well we fight actually actually fighting between men and women today is much more than ever before and the, the conflict is there if 
without going to a bigger why, let's go to just a basic nuts and bolts relationship stuff. When women are on their male side during the day, they need extra support to come back to their female side, all right? Men don't know how to support them in that. And if a man is on his female side, it's very hard, it's even harder for her to come back to her female side because as couples, we tend to polarize. Uh, you know, I, how many times have I heard a woman say, oh, this man, he uh, offered, he carried a heavy box for me or he, he came and he protected me from something and I just felt in love with him. <laughs> it was just, it was a response that just happened. You just feel like, oh, I didn't have to do it myself. See, there's, there's two types of, of male and female power. One power is to do it yourself, okay? And that's where all empowerment, go girl, go get it, look at me, I'm a hero, I can do that, I saved the person. That's all testosterone stimulating, that's hero behavior. But there's also something called female power, and most people haven't yet discovered what that is, which is the power to not do it yourself, but have somebody do it for you. <laughs> so so it, women are running around doing everything themselves and feeling like there's too much to do, and that's because they're not accessing their female side, and men are coming, losing their motivation and they're sitting around, they're not doing as much. Not all men, but some men. Uh, that means they're way on their female hormones. Their male hormones aren't like there. So getting, having said that, getting back down to nuts and bolts on why they're fighting. In order for women to come back to their female side, she needs to express female qualities and not be so much on her male side. Well, what are female qualities? Loving, vulnerability, needing, nurturing, uh, it's also intuition, but it's also, and here's where the, the conflict comes, solving problems is your male side and talking about problems is your female side. Logic is your male side and non-logic is your female side, feeling, okay? So if a woman goes out of balance, she goes too far to her male side, to come back into balance, she has to come too far to her female side. So what does it mean to come too far to your female side? It means to talk too much about problems. It means to be, to talk about your feelings without any logic or rationale. So, so women who are on their male side do not want to talk about feelings that don't make sense. So they all get suppressed. So these suppressed feelings get down there. And then as Freud pointed out, suppressed feelings come up like a volcano. And when they come up like a volcano, still, She's on her male side trying to hold on to her male logic and she will use logic to justify those irrational feelings that are coming up. And she gives meaning to them rather than recognizing, this is just me swinging a little bit out of balance. Would you just listen to me and not try to fix it and not try to solve it and don't take it personally. If I can just talk about what's bothering me, problems don't have to be solved, I can feel better. You see, logically speaking, if a problem solves, if there's a problem, this is just using pure logic, your male side. If there's a problem and it upsets you, then you have to eliminate the problem for it to stop feeling upset. But on the female side, if you just talk about the problem and you connect, your stress goes away. Because the major source of stress for women, internal stress and dissatisfaction, discomfort, is when her hormones are out of balance. That's one way of looking at it. Certainly, there, she's late for a meeting, that's gonna cause her stress. But what's really in her body causing the stress response is I have to solve a problem and I don't have my female side active, which says, you know, it's okay if I don't, it's all right. 
I don't have to be perfect. I deserve to be loved just the way I am. Everything will be all right. There's no rush here. There's no hurry. Uh, and if I do have to rush, at least when I'm done, I have some wonderful loving partner I can come home and complain to about it. <laughs> so, so I hope that sort of, it's, it's a big subject. It's a 400 page book, okay? But it is a big subject. It, it, we want to define femininity as our emotional side. And this is true. When your emotions are increasing, estrogen goes up. And when you detach to solve a problem with no emotions, your testosterone goes up. Yeah. So for men, their stress level goes down when testosterone goes up. And for women, their stress level, stress level means your body's ability uh, to enjoy your life, to feel loving, to feel at ease, to feel peaceful. This cortisol hormone uh, gets re released. That's your stress hormone. And this is interesting. When stress hormone gets released, for women, it's always when their hormones are out of balance. And for men, when stress hormones get released, it's always when their hormones are going out of balance as well. So now why is the big stress response so important? Other than you can't be happy when you're stressed, you can't be loving when you're stressed, but more so you can't think clearly. You can't even be rational. <laughs> it's, it, for, it's really the stress response causes blood flow to stop to the front part of our brain. And it goes to the back conditioned part of the brain. So suddenly our only ability to solve problems, to connect, to relate is based upon conditioning that came from childhood, that came from our parents' childhood, that's actually thousands and thousands of years old. It's only this prefrontal cortex of the brain, the front part of the brain where we can change our responses, where we can hear another person's point of view, where we can stop a behavior that doesn't work. You see, arguing and fighting never works. Why, why you know? And you can just say to, I say to my client, why do you do that? This doesn't work. And they go, yeah, but they do it because they're out of control. They don't have blood flow going to the front part of the brain when their hormones are out of balance. And what throws your hormones out of balance is not understanding that to come back into balance, your hormones have to go out of balance the other way. That, that's how it works. That's the nature of life. If you go too far one way, you go too far the other. If you're walking on a, a tightrope and you're swinging to the left, even the best perfect person cannot swing back to balance. They have to go a little bit the other direction. And if you're not a master, you're going to go way the other direction and then back this way and back this way. And we're trying to find that balance point. So in terms of a spiritual evolution, women have gone way over to their male side. Men have gone way over to their female side. And now we're, we're swinging back. And when we swing back, we swing back in ways that are not productive and irrational until we find that midpoint. Yeah. Uh, this makes so much sense on so many levels, because I was thinking about when you were talking about the blood and the energy moving to the back portion of our brain, you know, thinking from a, a like you're saying, all those old issues, the belief system, the things that we've picked up on ancestral stuff, that's where people then are reacting from and acting from and speaking from. So no wonder people are getting in argumentative stages and places and, and it's no wonder it doesn't make sense and it's not productive because it's not even what's real in front of them. It's just all this old stuff that's yammering forward, you know? And so I had a question for you. So in terms of helping someone start to rebalance and shift that, what have you seen as really beautiful, easy practices that people can do to start harmonizing themselves a little bit more? So one of the, uh, the emphasis is as a tool, communication. 
And to start in communication, we have to realize that what pumps up testosterone and what pumps up estrogen or progesterone. Okay, so I can communicate in a way, I can say to you, well, you're the most amazing, your introduction pumped my testosterone up. You've done this, you've done this, you've accomplished this, you've changed the world, you've changed my world. I've got your book here. I'm looking at your book, I've been using it for years. It's fantastic, touched my life, made a difference. That knocks testosterone way up. So anytime someone feels successful, it increases testosterone. For men, testosterone is, is more beneficial for their health than it is for women. And it's not that testosterone is negative to a woman's health, it's not. It's just that when you're pumping up testosterone, you're not pumping up estrogen. They're, they're yin and yang, they're opposite forces. So uh, a, way, a way I would bump up your estrogen is to look at you when I communicate, show interest in what you're saying, ask questions to understand you better to acknowledge the validity of your perspective. And, and that would produce way huge levels of estrogen. Another way I, I right now helping to produce estrogen in your body is that you had a need for a good speaker on your show. And, and you consider me an expert, a provider of something to help you with something you can't do all by yourself. I mean, you could sit in front of a camera and do your own show, but to have a, a better show, you need guests. So in psychology, there's something called pair bonding. Pair bonding is where I go to someone and I need their help and they provide that help for me. If I need your help, then my estrogen goes up. If I provide help, if I'm the provider of help, my testosterone goes up. And this is just a reality of something called pair bonding. Then there's a, another reality, just to become clear, if you're having, feeling your need and getting support, your estrogen levels will rise. But what if you don't feel your need for support? What if it's not that important? For example, we all need food. But let's say I just ate a meal, then I don't really need any more food. So if I brought you more food, it wouldn't increase estrogen. Uh, we all need uh, uh, warmth, shelter. But if you already live in a nice house and I say, hey, you can come live at my house, it, your house is better, then you don't really need me. Therefore, when I make the offer, it's, that's nice, but you don't really feel a lot of love in response. Our, our, our feminine qualities, our nurturing, our, our caring, our loving, particularly is activated when we have a need and someone is there to fulfill it and we feel a lot of appreciation for that person. So their testosterone goes up, and the person who's getting their need met, their estrogen levels go up. Now what's interesting here, to add another dimension, is that when you anticipate getting what you need, your estrogen goes up. So, let's say you're at work and you're a, a surgeon, which is a very testosterone stimulating activity. It's life or death. People are depending on you, your decisions, are risky, meaning that what you decide can determine someone's life or death. Those are big testosterone stimulators. During that time, you're not gonna make any estrogen, unless during that time you feel you're supported by a team of people and you need their help, that's gonna produce some estrogen, so teamwork is really important. If you feel that there's someone you can call if you need help, you're anticipating getting help, then that backup is also gonna stimulate estrogen. 
And ironically, even a bigger estrogen stimulator while you're in this fight or flight state or close to a big danger place is anticipating when the day is over, I go home to a personal life, which is rich and romantic and nurturing love. And so what happens is the more women on their left side, biologically, their need for romance or good communication about their feelings is a higher priority than ever before in history. Never have women felt the need to talk as much about their feelings and never in history have women who didn't have someone to talk to suppress their feelings so strongly. Because you see, feelings being suppressed is something that occurs when you're under stress and emotions are coming up. That would be the expression on your female side to cope with the stress. But because women are so much on the male side, they're suppressing all these emotions. So every day, women are suppressing more emotions than if, if 200 years ago you were in a castle and you were under siege for six months. You wouldn't be suppressing emotions. You would all just go, well, we'll see what happens. You know, There's no suppression going on. But today, because you're way on your male side, huge amount of suppression going on all the time. And Freud gave us an inkling of this. And now we know it's even more profound because particularly for women, they suppress way more emotion than men. This is very interesting as well. There's research that shows that under the moderate stress of daily work, you know, getting places, disappointments, frustrations, talking with people, bottom lines, little sacrifices, uh, all of that moderate stress of life, not the big stuff like my, I can't pay my mortgage, you know, or somebody just died, you know, that's big stuff. But with little stuff, women have eight times increase in blood flow to the emotional part of the brain, which can then be suppressed if you can't talk about it or express it. You gotta put a, a straight face on like everything's fine, but inside all this, you know, do I deserve it? Am I good? Will I fail? What's gonna happen? I don't know if I can, if I'm capable of this. All that stuff going on inside is gonna be eight times greater than in most men. And men have a little of it. If a man is very confident, however, under moderate stress, he has no emotional response. Men's tendency under moderate stress is to detach, and that's measured by blood flow in his brain. It goes away from the emotional center of the brain. And for women, the wiring in the brain is such under moderate stress for there to be an increased emotional response, which could be also, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I've got help and you're really more happy or it's, or it's negative. It's going to be, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And, and that is femininity. Now, some women are going to have more femininity than other women by nature. But biologically, when you compare women to men, women need a lot more behavioral support to stimulate estrogen or progesterone. Now, what stimulates progesterone is a different type of relationship. And at different times of the month, women need more progesterone than estrogen. <laughs> so it's, women are complicated. <laughs> we are very complicated. We are very complicated. And you added, like right now I'm pregnant, I'm going into my second trimester, and I'm like, add in pregnancy to the mix, and it's a whole other ball game. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know what I say to men? I say during pregnancy, what your job is, is to be the slave. You should be a servant. Just yes, yes, yes. Do whatever <laughs> you possibly can for her. And I tell men, because when this is complete, she will never forget how wonderful you were. And if you're not there, she will never forget how not wonderful you were. <laughs> so right. this, this exactly. is a very important time. But so 
but when it comes to the normal cycle of women who are, are be, before menopause, the and the normal cycle for the first half, for the 10 days after your period, estrogen levels are rising. And for the five days, the last five days of those 10 days, it should double. And if it doesn't, that means that's your feeling of emotional need doubles. So if you're not anticipating romance or being heard, your dissatisfaction suddenly appears out of nowhere. And men will say this, like one day she was happy, suddenly next day there's a list of complaints. That's because her hormones shifted. And then after ovulation, then progesterone needs to be dominant over estrogen. So in a sense, what men can provide takes a back seat. It's still important, but progesterone is the hormone that's stimulated when you're in an equal relationship where you're not so dependent on someone because you're both giving the same thing back and forth. And that would be called social bonding. So there's social bonding or there's self-bonding. Both of those stimulate progesterone. The more you're on your male side, the more you need to create this self-nurturing bonding and then social bonding. The less you have your independent side, the more traditional relationship, then you need just more social bonding. But when you're out there running your own company and you're producing testosterone, you need me time. My daughter, Lauren, uh, uh, she's what, you know, she's grown up and everything, she's 32. She has a whole course for women to help them balance the time at work, the time for themselves, and the social bonding and the communication skills all along the way. Because it is amazing when, when I see what goes on in her course, how women have so much difficulty asking for help. That's a big one. If you can't ask for help, you won't, you, your estrogen levels crash. Whenever you go, I need help and I can't get it, testosterone shoots up. Whenever you feel I have to do it myself. And there's so many, so many problems in relationships because what women don't realize, and Lauren points this out to them, is you have trained men by your behaviors that you don't need help. And because and, so many times you don't ask. And then when you do ask, you're so upset that you turn them off because that's exactly it. Exactly it, you know. So it, the art of asking is beyond this interview. It's a huge art, art but but even if you had the, 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 the script to read how to ask or how to respond or how to get more in your relationship, if you're coming from a place of wanting to change your partner because they're not doing enough, it won't work. So you, you can't come to your partner with the message that they're a failure. Yeah. Well, that's that's for women to You can't yeah. come to your partner with the message that they're unworthy and they're not loving. You know, I used to do this thing, drove my wife crazy, where she would start to complain and, and I would balance it. And I said, okay, I get your complaints. I have complaints too. Boom. And I thought if I had more complaints, then I won the argument. <laughs> and we'd be fine. <laughs> it was the stupidest thing in the world. But logically, logically it makes sense, but it doesn't work because it's not a balance. What does she need at that time? Not a logical argument. She just needs the room to breathe and express what she's feeling with the wisdom on my part, knowing that if she can express how she feels, she will actually suddenly feel better and life doesn't have to change at all. Although from a place of feeling better, ironically, men then want to help more. Whenever men feel successful, they want to they have the energy to do more as opposed to not having the energy. And that energy comes when he feels needed. He has to have pair bonding where he feels he can be successful and provide for her. But that only works if what he's already do 
as what he's already doing is considered to be enough. See, if, if it's not considered to be enough, then a man, his testosterone levels drop. He feels like, oh, I did my best. Nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to do my worst today. <laughs> they may not clearly go, I'm going to do my best. But, but that's, that's sort of their feeling is, hey, that's me. That's what I do. And, and, but when a woman has a need, you know, we, we have the classic stories of this sort of uh, basic male-female relationship of woman in distress, hero comes and saves the day, and woman loves him. There's reality there. And one is, it's just simply pair bonding, the reality of pair bonding. And so for women to find the part of them that needs help, they have to connect with their female side. They have to find the, uh, the vulnerable part of them. And that's a journey through emotions. So as a coach, the best thing you can ever do with women and with men who then on their female side, on their female side is explore emotions. Emotions are so, so important. Because as soon as you start talking about emotions, estrogen levels go up. Now with men, if they're stressed, why would I want them to talk about emotions? I'd want to, they're on their female side, so I have to validate it, but I'm not gonna say, tell me more, help me understand that, what else did you feel? I'm not gonna push them more into estrogen. I'm gonna validate where they are, and then I'm gonna say, well, what happened? What do you think should have happened? Why didn't that happen? What's another thing you could do about that? What should they have done? You get men to analyze the emotion and analyze the problem. You could also analyze the emotion and say, well, where do you think this came from? Where in your childhood, what conditioning? Freud developed this idea of when somebody's stressed, you wanna analyze it. Well, that's male, that's going to back to your male side. If you're stressed, your emotions are there, analyze it. And here's the funny thing, think about Freud. It's so different from today's therapy where it's mostly women in therapy today, 90% of women go to therapists. It's in a well-lit room, there's eye contact, you're looking at each other, and you're asking the question, how do you feel quite a bit? In Freud's world, he had mainly male clients. It was in a dark room. You lay down on a couch, you faced a different direction, and you had somebody taking notes for you, which is a great testosterone stimulator when people are taking notes of your, <laughs> and asking you questions, why do you think that's true? And why do you think, that, where do you think that came from? And why do you think that happened? So it's always, what do you think? So there's a different direction for men and women when it comes to finding our, our helping ourselves or helping others to find balance inside. And when that balance is achieved, then our spiritual self, our higher self, our more evolved self uh, can fully shine. It can show up because it is a blend of both the masculine and feminine. And nobody knows what a particular person's perfect blend is, but, and there isn't one. Everybody's different. We're all unique. However, we do know that if you're unhappy, or you're stressed, or you're fighting, or your life doesn't have its thrill, you're not feeling exuberant, and you're you're out of balance. And so, or overwhelmed. That's the one. That's the one indication for myself is when I'm really overwhelmed and I start getting really like just oh, because I'm very peaceful most of the time and very happy most of the time. But when I start feeling that overwhelm, I know something something's off. It's I, I'm I'm completely out of whack. And you know, and you're more evolved than most. So I'm going to offer something for those who listen to you who are probably more evolved than most. And that is 99% of anything that could throw you out of balance has nothing to do with what's happening today when you're upset. It's always about something unresolved in your past. And your job is to go, okay, I know I'm feeling this now, but really it's an illusion 
and right now has triggered issues from my past. And now I have an opportunity to look at them because they stay hidden in the past and the subconscious and they creep up and affect us. And particularly for women, because if you're way on your male side, when those emotions come up, your male side wants to justify them by making what's happening right now the cause of them. Otherwise, you're overreacting and nobody wants to overreact. Otherwise, you're like crazy responding to an illusion, but we really live in a crazy world. And it's because people keep justifying, rationalizing these irrational feelings, making them real. And so the enlightened person, myself, an example, I was just in a deposition for some lawsuit. And if anybody's been in a deposition, they try to upset you and upset you and upset you, and they can't do anything to me. But then they brought in this person who had, had who, who was dangerous, who had, you know, that was what the lawsuit was about, is they'd stolen several millions of dollars from me and they're a dangerous crook. When that person came in, all this fear came up inside of me. And I went, wow, I haven't had that button pushed in 20 years. Well, what that was about was my body reacting in present time that that person was a danger to me. They weren't a danger, it was all over, it was done six years ago, but they triggered a response and I immediately said, okay, where did this come from? He doesn't have the power to make me feel this way. And it went back to when I was a little boy and boys were picking on me and, and chasing me, wanting to hurt me and I was running home. So I went right back to that thing and I went back and felt those feelings and went, yes, and now you're a grown man and now you, you'll be safe. You have police to protect you. That's why you have this lawsuit, you're safe. So we all have this past and the past is, as you said, is sometimes ancestral. I mean, you have to realize that we are one generation conditioned by another, by another, by another. They've even done studies on uh, different animals and birds and they find that here's a study on birds and they don't have long lives, so you can test each generation. You condition a bird to see a man with a hat is gonna abuse you. The next generation, the baby, little baby bird comes up, man with, man with hat, after the bird's grown up, away from the mother, man with hat comes in, not dangerous, but hat, the baby bird runs away, gets, gets all distressed, and that happens for six generations. So that is evolution where we are adapting. So if your great-great-grandfather had some issue, some fear, boom, you might be having that today. But it will always show up in your childhood, so you can always go back to this lifetime and see it in this lifetime, unless you're doing past life regressions, which is fun to do as well. That's amazing. This is so fascinating. I love this conversation so much. And I have one quick question and then I want to honor your time because I know you have a busy schedule. Um, have you reflected on or given any thought to why would we as these amazing, expansive, galactic, cosmic beings co-creating with the divine, why would we create such opposition for ourselves, you know, when I we were talking about the hormones, right? When one goes up and the other one goes down, and, you know, and it, it's always this polar balancing effect. Have you given any thought to the spiritual nature of why we would create such a crazy, awesome experience for ourselves in the male-female dynamic? Well, yeah, of course. You know, it's the whole question of why is there suffering? Why is there pain? Why are there problems and all that stuff? This, the, the context I hold it in, is that we are, we're, we're, we're evolving beings and we actually we're in an evolving universe. And in that universe of gaining self-consciousness and self-awareness in order to co-create with that divine energy, which is unconsciously producing all of this, it's just 
intelligence bringing it forth we are joining in our awareness of self-awareness to work with that force and in doing that we have to have signals that tell us when our thinking is wrong and when our thinking is correct and the signal that tells us our thinking is wrong or thinking is correct is pain now suffering is actually optional on this planet uh, because suffering in my experience is the resistance to feeling the pain but there's something called good pain you know when, when i processed my feelings the other day when the fear came up and wow this is excitement and 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 i know just you know what to do with it so it's a journey of learning of learning what to do with it and then you kind of go well why didn't we just come in with all that knowledge and why didn't we come in with knowing that everything was going to be okay see i know everything's going to be okay uh that was a gift in the conditioning for me my mother was quite enlightened and uh she taught me you know i never saw her upset and she had a very happy life um and she had a lot of abundance in her life and uh, a whole beautiful story with her. But she always told me, John, you always get what you need. You always get what you need. So nothing would really rough for her. And she had six boys, if you could imagine that, <laughs> and one and a daughter. Uh, my daughter didn't survive very well, <laughs> her daughter. But the, she did her best and her best was good enough at all times. So I had that gift from her. Somehow my other brothers didn't get it, but I got it. And it's because I came in to receive it as well. But, but the reality is, if you were to go to a movie and know the ending of it, it's not as fun. It's just that there's no drama, there's no excitement. You know, we go to movies, we don't want to be told the ending. After you've seen the movie, you can't see it three or four times and then be excited. It's just like, I already know the ending, I already know what's going to be said. So part of this is we come into this world with a destiny. And that destiny is not exact, because at any time we can go off track by the distractions and whatever but the grace is you will always feel pain to help you come back to your destiny so all of our pain is has a message and it teaches us something if we and some of us just got it like we resist we resist we resist and there's another aspect of this which is many of us want to do it ourselves you know that's your self pride that's your male side look what i can do myself as opposed to ask for help you know, not a day passes for the last 30 years where I don't pray to the higher forces and the angels that support me and the universe that supports me and spend at least an hour in just ecstatic prayer. Okay, so I just sit and my fingers are out. I'm just feeling energy surging through my body. Now that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm 66 years old. I've been doing this over 45 years. At 18, you know, I went off to study meditation you know, with the Maharishi. I was his personal assistant. I lived with him for nine years. I mastered meditation. So I think everybody, you know, you need to master meditation. You need to get in there and practice it. And that takes hard work to do. But each, at every stage of my life, there was improvement and there was uh, growth and there was change. And then we get kind of lazy, feel pain. Pain kicks you up, gets you going again. So that's, that's part of, that's the way it's organized. We want to go to a movie that brings up those feelings. If we already knew the answers, it doesn't bring them up. So that's our journey. That's sorry. I love this so much. I have so appreciated the conversation with you. It has been wonderful and loving and energetic. I'm very sensitive to energy. And as you were talking about, I could feel the waves, you know, moving through. Where is the best place for people to get the, the, this new book that you have, the Beyond Mars and Venus? Well, you know, it's in most bookstores. It's also at Amazon. You can go to MarsVenus.com. That's my website. And if you order through there to Amazon or one of the other booksellers and just come back and say, okay, I bought the book, then you also get a free gift from me. Uh, the gift we give now is a um, 
Secrets of Great Sex. I figure everybody wants that. So it's yeah, fun, a very fun, uh, very enlightened uh, form of sexuality that's very ecstatic and loving. And I teach people a method to sustain sexual passion in your relationship. And there, there's a, a qualifier on that. If you're not loving your partner outside the bedroom, you're not going to have ecstasy in the bedroom. But the practicality is it does take skills both outside and inside the bedroom. And if nothing's happening in the bedroom, it's hard to be ecstatic outside the bedroom. Sexuality is a part of our spirituality. It's a part of our nature. And I'm not saying everybody has to have it and do it, but I'm, it's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. One of the we come to this planet for. Uh, however, I was a monk, a celibate monk for nine years and was very, very fulfilled. But uh, you have to realize that certain practices bring us up. And my first nine years of my conscious spiritual journey on this planet was nine years of sending the energy up. But then since then, it's been bringing the energy down, you know, through my work, through my creativity, developing genius, uh, heartfelt activities, compassion, service, marriage, love and sexuality. That brings it all the way down to the different energy centers. And then you get to beyond sexuality is you get in touch with all your unconscious uh, programming that needs to be changed. And that's why couples really get their buttons pushed after they start having sex. You know, you're no longer just friends. You say, oh, let's just be friends and have sex. Uh, it changes because sex awakens the Kundalini energy, which is the base chakra. And that's the unconsciousness. So now, you, you have all your unconscious issues will slowly start coming up to deal with. And if we think our partner's responsible for them, as opposed to the trigger of them, uh, then we just argue and fight and our life becomes crazy when you're hating the person you love most in the world, which is, could be another definition of insanity, along with continuing to do those things that you know don't work. And we do this, people do this all the time. So from that perspective, uh, we're bringing light into darkness and that's our job here. And you can't bring light into darkness unless you first feel the darkness. I love it. Thank you so much, John. I'm so grateful for you being here. And you have a workshop coming up as well that I want to mention. That's March 24th and 25th. It's a men's only seminar. And I imagine all the information is on your website there as well for people to tap into. Yeah, they can go to the website, marsvenus.com. And also there's a health food store there. I'm really into a healthy diet and soup supplements. I think there's supplements for optimal brain function. I don't think the food on planet Earth, just as it is, has enough nutrition to support this higher consciousness. And so I see a lot of high consciousness people very depressed and unhappy, a bit crazy, uh, because they're not getting the fuel. I would say this is the case almost always with a bipolar person, for example. Uh, that would be the more extreme case. You know, the, the more educated, the more genius somebody is, the more risk they have of becoming, a bi of being bipolar. Uh, many of our greatest artists and genius and musicians were all bipolar. And the reason they had their drops is because they run out of fuel. And the food just doesn't have the fuel due to our farming practice and so forth. So we need good supplements. So I talk about, you know, supplements for optimal brain function as well. Amazing. I am so, so grateful. Thank you so much for everything that you do, everything that you bring forward in your work and that I know you're going to continue to bring forward. It is so needed. And especially at this time, as we're talking about that rebalancing effect where women have really, we've, we've learned how to do the masculine really, really well. And I think it's time now to start to come back over, you know, even for myself being a mama again, you know, this is our second time around. I said to my husband the other day, I'm like, 
I really just want to be a mom for a little while. I just want to lean into that feminine side for a little while and just rest there, you know? And I love everything they brought forward because I think people are really going to resonate with it and they're really going to be able to see the difference between themselves and the other and definitely go get the new book. I wish I had a copy of it here because I'd be like, go get it because I want to go get it myself. You so are just that new book is Beyond Mars and Venus: New Relationship Skills for the Modern World, and I, I do have a man only course coming up. I love to just briefly mention it, but there's so many strategies that I can give men to be better in their relationships as well as for their own personal development, which you can cut right to the chase with men when women aren't in the room. It's another language we speak, and what's even more fun for me is when I have all women courses. Because when women are in the room and there are men there, women are, are more defensive when men are in the room. But when there's no men in the room, I can tell women all their power. I can tell them all about men. I, and the women have so many questions. You're like the masters of questions. And then I basically have relationship courses, which men and women are in those, couples and singles. And that's its own dynamic because you get to see me talking about gender differences in a way that both men and women feel complimented which is very challenging. It took years to do where everybody feels supported while you're talking about differences. So those are my three basic relationship seminars. And then I've got a, a radiant mind seminar, which I think you would love. It's all my meditation techniques that I've developed over the years to balance the yin yang energy. Cause we have to upgrade our meditation techniques as we, as our, as we upgrade to spirit, which is both masculine and feminine. You know, the techniques in the past, which were taught primarily to men, was to help men come back to their male side from their female side, not to help them balance them, but to come back to their male side. One of the ironies of when men go to their female side, the only time men are violent or crooked or whatever is when their female hormones are being produced too much, not their male. And when men are under stress, their testosterone is turning into estrogen and that makes men fearful or angry. And that's where they lose their power as men. And... So the technique Buddha taught and the Hindus taught was help men quiet the mind, empty the mind, disconnect and detach. Detachment is the male side. Attachment is the female side. So a lot of the new techniques that women are doing are guided visualizations where you're dependent on someone to lead you through the meditation. So there's guided meditations and that helps the feminine side increase. Then there's the detachment, quiet meditation, your masculine. And what I teach is a, a blend of both at the same time, which is where you're detached and attached at the same time, which is flow. The turn on the flow switches. And there's, you know, like 21 different stages of the flow that I teach, which I guide people through. And then you just, it, it's so easy once you have both the feminine and the masculine. The masculine is hard, the feminine is easy. So you have easy, but highly focused, highly energetic. That's beautiful. Thank you so, so, so much. We're going to post all the links so that everybody has access to them. And is there anything else that you feel called to share before we close our time together? As I just want to remind people, if you're really into higher consciousness, you need to get extra supplements for higher consciousness because uh, you're burning off the fuel very, very fast, super fuel, particularly minerals are highly important as deficient in our food. Diet is so important. When you're, when you're in higher consciousness, you, you need more energy and we tend to crave the sugar for energy and as opposed to the fat for energy. And the brain needs to burn something called ketones when you're in a higher state of consciousness and sugar will just bring you up and it feels really good and it crashes down and you get these sugar cravings. 
and a ketogenic diet is something that can help people to really sustain their higher consciousness all the time as opposed to this up and down bipolar sugar diet that we have yeah i've been sugar free over a year now fantastic 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 thank you so much john i really appreciate you i appreciate your time and energy and i want to thank everything that you bring forward and your books and your grace and your goodness and thank you everyone for tuning in please check out dr gray's website and everything that he's got going on because man we need it if ever there was a time we need it thank you so much thank you Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Rising Consciousness Show. For more high vibrational tips, tools, meditations, conversations, and ascension, join us over in our free Facebook group. All you have to do is go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash light ascension collective. We look forward to seeing you there. You're listening to rising consciousness yeah woo woo <laughs> <laughs>